Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Fitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Lutz from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. Hey, this is Steve with the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. Uh, we made it back. This is the post-ATA show. We're all alive and well in the studio at 1600 Buck Slayer Place. Beautiful Buckatorium, Sherrard, Illinois. Feels good to be home. In the studio today is Kurt. Hello, everyone. Oh, he's busy doing something. Douglas. What's up, fellers? Nobody else. Just us. That's it. That's Eric it. died. <laughs> I had it zoomed in on our uh, on our program here, and it looked like the podcast was hauling ass. And dude, like, it was like, oh, all right, here, I got to know what I was going to. <laughs> I'm like, damn, we have our time and a half here. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. This is the unnumbered episode. This is a bonus content type of thing. This episode is in between some of the episodes that we are uploading from ATA. Um, by the time this goes up, there's already been two up, 191 and 192. Mr. Larry McCoy from Respect the Game and the Outdoor Group and the boys from The Breaking Point. Yeah. And uh, so fun episodes recorded at ATA with the Rubline Marketing uh, crew. Um, big shout out to them for letting us basically take over their room 
and uh, kind of be in the middle of everything, which it worked out for both of us. Um, it brought people in, and people got to see what we were doing. And uh, so good times, good times. Absolutely. We couldn't uh, we couldn't do this podcast without all the wonderful people we did meet. Definitely. Got to give a shout-out to Elite Archery. Elite Archery, HHA Sports, Sin Crusher, um, just the whole gang, Rob from Rattler, Rattler Grips, yep. Mana Coolers, um, Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing. They weren't at ATA. That's a local sponsor for us. Uh, but super thankful for all of them. Um, this, since this is a kind of a bonus episode, we're not going to get into all that. If you listen to every other episode, you know um, our relationship with them and uh, what they're all about. But if you don't, check them all out. The description is uh, – are there links to all the, uh, all their shit is in the description of the episode. Man, stumbling over myself. All there. their shit. Yeah, the people who work their lives just for <laughs> – yeah, they got some good shit. Let's just say that ozone going came in handy with five dudes oh, hungover driving home from ATA. Yes, yeah, well, we're driving to ATA. Steve's farting the whole time. So Rough. Let's just cut into it because – you know, we're going to talk about the sponsors and the people behind the companies within this episode. So I, what I meant by the shit is I didn't feel like we need to cover it there when it's all going to be the entire episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but we are still going to do a vet shout-out because uh, every episode we we want to do a vet shout-out. Sometimes, hey, we, we miss them, and uh, we know that, you know, the, the going deal is, hey, if, if we miss one, Steve donates $10 to a, a vet charity. So, uh, But the vet shout-out this week is Ben and Andy Straley. They're in the Army, brothers serving, and that was uh, that was sent in by Brenda Hammond. Where have we heard that name from? I don't know. Never heard it. Uh, I can't Sounds wait familiar. To, I can't wait to see Brenda at the garage party because the, what are they, the gooey balls? What does she make? Steve's talking about the working class bow hunter garage party that we have. Yeah, and the working class bow hunter mother. And getting <laughs> gooey balls. Uh, whatever she makes, uh, it's like our special brownies or something like that. Oh my god! But you know, we do uh, we do want to give a shout out to those uh, those two vets currently serving in the army. So Ben and Andy, thank you for your service to this country. Uh, we couldn't do this podcast without you. Certainly couldn't do it in English without you. We might be speaking German or Russian or some other non-American language. Just kidding. Any language is absolutely fine as long as. Uh, <laughs> As long as you speak the truth. Great. So, Great thank you for your service. Yeah, thanks, guys, for your service. Appreciate the shout-out. Um, let's move oh. right into our – what? What do you got? But if you do have a vet shout-out, check out our tab at workingclassbowhunter.com. We've got the vet shout-out tab. So if you've got someone that you want to shout-out and you're kind of shy to email us or you know you only listen to this podcast, you don't do social media, you can go ahead and send it there. One more big shout-out that we got to do, yep. and I think you guys will appreciate uh, what this <coughs> – what this shout-out has to offer. Um, our great buddy, TJ Unger from The Virtue, um, he is kind of partnered up with uh, White Taylor Apparel. I'll link this in, des- in the description of the episode. But White Taylor did a, a special keychain bottle opener, the TJ Unger edition. And, you know, this goes, like, the proceeds from the purchase of this bottle opener go to help Liz and TJ Unger. Um just with like medical bills and just whatever else it may be from TJ's accident that he had. Um, so check it out. I ordered one and they have some awesome shirts that I'm a big fan of. Um, all whitetail hunter uh, focused. And I think you guys will enjoy them. They, it's a different kind of a different take on apparel for the hunter and uh, check it out. Um, all the shirts are right around 20, 25 bucks. So right in the fair price range and uh, just check it out. It's for a good cause. Get yourself one of those uh, bottle openers and, uh, Never go thirsty. There you go. 
They're cool looking too. Yeah, they are really cool looking. Um, so look for that link after the episode. Well, why don't we dive right into it, fellas? Yeah, man. Po- the post ATA episode. So this- I still have not got my voice back from all this shit I talked. <laughs> yeah. So this uh, this basically our crew that went down to the ATA show was myself, Eric, Mark, Doug, and Steve, and we all went rolled deep. Save the best for last. That's all that. And it was basically. Steve, it was your ATA. Doug, it was your ATA. It was Mark's first ATA. Um, did I say first before all those? I don't remember. Yeah. You guys' first. It yeah. was it was my ATA. I cleaned house. You guys' first ATA. Um, it was me and Eric had been there several times, so you guys didn't really know what to expect. No, absolutely not. But, I mean, you told me what I should look out for, and, uh, dude, it was, man, it was an amazing experience. I mean, when you always talked about, and I know this shouldn't, shouldn't be the big takeaway, but dude, the building we were in it's massive. God, dude, I, I didn't think it was huge. that. You're, you're like, dude, it's huge, and it was never ending. Let me clarify one thing too, because I think we did like the pre ATA show, yeah, and uh, which also should have been a bonus episode. But <clears throat> I think I talked about how. Maybe on that episode or another one recently, I talked about the fad of like this bro hunter. Like the the industry is like taking a weird turn. I thought, and I was like projecting like the next three years. I thought I'd do this, and then it would drop off. And I gotta say, this year was very, very, very refreshing. I just felt like everyone there was genuine, and I did. I wasn't surrounded by like the broness and like the the overwhelming. Like I didn't feel like it wasn't a, a fitness trade show. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was a true bow hunting and hunting trade show which is such a very refreshing feeling and we were surrounded surrounded by just great people and maybe it is that we're just surrounding ourselves with the right people in the industry and that's why things seem so much better or it's just everything as a whole is getting better but i just wanted to clarify that right off the bat that the the hunting industry is a really great place and this kind of put hope back into it for me as far as what the future of this business it's a business it's a, it's a passion for us, but there is a business to this passion, mm-hmm. and that is what ATA is. And so it was a very refreshing thing to experience about how many good, good people there are and how you can literally – we went up, man, we made so many friends, and we got to talk to so many people and hang out with them, and it was just – it was fucking awesome, man. Yeah. It really was. And the best part is Kurt learned who, who bought the fucking pizza. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. That'll be an inside we, joke we forever. Went, no, we went there, huh? Yeah, we we went there. No, I uh, uh, probably the best moment of ATA is like obviously the uh we we get there because I, I want to start it out. We get there the night before. <clears throat> we have a couple uh, a couple drinks beforehand, and you know we get back to the hotel and we're all just I think we're all super excited. We're all no one can sleep. We get about an hour of sleep. We get to the show about like six thirty. All our gears there. We're ready to go, and uh, we know where we're gonna put all our stuff. But we don't really know where it is. And oh, we're early as shit. Yeah, we're yeah. early as shit. Now, big shout out to Chase for telling Kurt to quit being so professional all the time, <laughs> which is so, awesome. We finally find out where we're going, and we're there. And he's like, "Hey, I'll be there with a the key for a little bit." And everybody's like walking in. We start seeing like you know you start seeing all the polos with that say the outdoor group. I'm like, oh okay, here here's this, 
and all I hear down the hall is, hey, there's the working class bow hunter crew, and holding up like the, if you're a pro wrestling fan, the too sweet sign, with our good buddy Darren Christian Barry. Dude, he walks right up to us, makes a beeline. Uh, no, actually, and, and, I'm, and I'm jumping the gun. I saw Larry McCoy. Because Larry McCoy showed up first. Basically, you're just showing, the, you're just telling about the introduction for some whatever reason where we could yeah. be using this time to talk about the whole way to the show. <laughs> oh, do you want to talk about the whole way to <laughs> Well, yeah, I didn't want to just All talk right. about when we got there and we're waiting to get into it. I'm her. sorry, let's, uh, let's put a pin in that because I did forget about the... Uh... All right. Well, let's just yeah. let's just cut into like Let, yeah, let's the talk show. About how we you know, we said we podcasted there, and what you you guys are going to see a lot more um, episodes that we recorded, um, which I think they were all great episodes that we did, and I hope they all turn out okay because it was all it's mobile podcasting. We're out of the studio, we're out of the element, we're on the fly, we're in person with these people, so you don't want to be rude to try and like fix things on the fly. Maybe if something goes south, kind of the nerve wracking thing because you know I'm to be honest with you, we're more real hunters and rednecks than we are nerdy podcast guys like you know podcasting's fun this is something we like to do but at the end of the day i don't give a fuck about podcasting i'm gonna i'm a bow hunter mm. you know so i'm not a big nerd i want to put up the best content and quality uh audio as possible but sometimes it doesn't work that way i think they all turned out pretty decent but, i think so yeah we, um, we went back and sampled a couple of them and they sound really good on that well that's just me kind of clarifying like if something does sound a little different it's because I'm a fucking redneck. I don't care. Yeah, dude. We, you know, whatever. Um, but no, man, we got to cut it up. Like, the outdoor group area with Elite and, and everyone, all the Elite bows, that was the hot spot of the whole show, uh-huh. man. Like, I, I didn't see any more attention. I, I mean, there was attention to other bow booths, but that's where the hot spot was Elite's booth, man. That ritual, that ritual, man, was sounding off. It was just throwing body shots on every other bow there at ATA. And, dude, diehard Hoyt guys that we have known for years that are they bleed Hoyt who was that you want to put them out there no you don't have to I will right now <laughs> no I don't yeah, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> I thought you were <laughs> um, just guys that we've known a long time that have grew up on Hoyt Bowtex that that know bows know how bows should uh-huh. feel know what a good feeling bow feels like you know you gotta remember people at ATA aren't Joe Schmoes that are like that bow's awesome or that bow sucks these are all guys that respect archery and respect different products and uh there's some diehard Hoyt guys that are like that ritual though. Let's talk about this. This that thing is badass. Yeah, we um, remember we got to we got to shoot that thing, and I don't know if you want to get into this now. Yeah, we might as well. Well, because I, I, w- I want to go back to uh, a really cool moment. But Doug's I, on his, I, I, I just want to say something real quick. So you, you can guys cut in. Bro. You must have met Darren and them when I was pulling the truck back around. But when we first got to our room, we were waiting. And the first, like, Kurt's all telling me about, you know, these people are just going to be walking around and be anybody. Oh, yeah. You can see anybody. Yeah, because you didn't know what to expect. And the first person we see is T-Bone. Uh-huh. Yeah, this happened, like, walks up five minutes after. Us, like, I don't know. Like, there's normal people. Like, there's normal guys hanging out. Yeah. And then well, we're talking it- to T-Bone. And I can see from oh, the right. I can see. <laughs> this is great. I can see Michael Waddell coming. No one else saw him coming. So I just waited to see what he'd do. He comes behind us, and he's just on his phone. Like, he didn't want to interrupt us. Like, he's being so polite. And then he just, hey, what's up, guys? I'm Michael Waddell. It's like, yeah, we, we know who you are. Yeah, dude, that was hilarious. Like, shook our it, hands and everything. I was like, that's crazy. Because we were sitting there, you know, like we saw Tebow. This is like five minutes after Darren walked in. I'm like, all right, man, that's cool. We already saw Darren and Larry and Scott Bakken. We'd just seen like two minutes before that. So he's coming down the hall and I see Tebow. I'm like, hey, guys, watch this. So like, I go and like hide behind like this, uh, like that big map that shows you where everything is. It's in the middle of the hallway. So if you're like at a mall and you see a map, 
It, it was something similar to that. So then I like I'm peeking around and he goes, "Oh, it's a Steve." So we're just shooting the breeze, and yeah, we're all just talking, and all of a sudden, like right next to Kurt's, go Marvin Waffle House. That's insane. They like pat me on the shoulder, and I turn around, I'm like, oh shit, Waldo. (laughs) And he's sitting there, like, and I'm just being stupid, you know, I'm on an hour of sleep, so I'm just like talking, and he, you know, we're all just having a good time. (laughs) The funniest shit was when he's like, you know, he's talking, he reaches his hand, and he goes, hey, my name's Michael, nice to meet you. (laughs) Like, I look at his tag, I go, Oh yeah, Michael, I got you. But yeah. this goes, <laughs> I was just like screwing with him. That goes like, to tell you like how is. good of people they are. You know what I mean? Oh it's yeah, just exactly. Like, he never thinks he's like you should know me. Like they that, were awesome. That attitude I'd never. I've met Waddell a couple of times, well, a few times now, and I've never got that vibe. Like you should know who I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the first time I met him, because Waddell's a lot of people's idols, man. He's one of oh, yeah. especially me growing up hunting. Like that, he, Waddell was the man. And uh, for me, you know, he, I looked up to him so crazy. Like, the first time I met him, he was busy. You know, everyone's trying to talk to him. And I just kind of, like, spilled it out. Like, hey, man, you know, like, you've been my hero. Like, my whole, like, me growing up hunting. And I got every DVD you're on. And, and he, like, cut everyone off. He's like, dude, I really appreciate that. Like, thank you so much. Like, full-blown gave me his genuine, like, thank you. And I was like, okay, that made it for me right there. So, that went a long way with me, and he knows. I think he knows that stuff, man. You got to be that way. You got to be genuine and like <laughs> thankful for people that got you to where you are. You want to? You guys want to hear a really funny T Bone story? When we're recording a podcast with uh, Broad Force Targets, uh, we had the the owner, and I'm, I'm spacing on his name. David. We had huh? David. David, and we had uh, Shane and Katie Rains. Love those two. Got to meet them finally. We're podcasting where we are, and I just hear. Like, I thought I heard my name or something. I look, and I look out, and there's T-Bone, and he, like, did something. And then just, like, smiled and pointed at us and just took off. And I was like, that there goes T-Bone, <laughs> you know. That's awesome. Photo bombing or podcast bombing, if you will. So good. So <clears throat> and good. Mark Rife, uh, who was out there, just comes back, and he's laughing. He goes, dude, Waddy was with him, too. <laughs> That's so good. No, dude, man, we had so much fun. Like back to the elite booth, man. That ritual. We shot the ritual in the echelon. Wait, we shot something else too, and I think you need to put it out there before <laughs> I, will. I release pictures. I will. I will. No, you need to say it right now, Kurt. What did you shoot? I, w- I want to talk about the elites first. I know, but we. Need I shot to a KMX crossbow. Oh yeah, you did. I what, shot, we all did. Was it not fun to shoot? It was cool. It was cool. It was all pretty right, badass. We, we've had to air that dirty laundry, but out. it was cool. But I. I still don't think it should be season long. That's all. No, no, not at all. Dude, I was aiming at this one little spot, and I'm, like, shaking, like, no sleep. I'm like, I'm never going to hit this spot. Hits exactly where I was aiming. I'm like, you, and I didn't even do anything. Uh, dude, coyote hunting with that thing would be a fucking blast. They're easy to shoot. They are. Where's the challenge? He no, was they like, were quality, easy, though. They were, they were cool, man. I <laughs> they were pretty yeah. sweet, though. They were cool. But the coolest thing it was. That uh, ritual, though. We shot that ritual. Mm. Right in front of Darren Christianberry. Here's how much pressure was on us, all right? We were walking around, and my idol was kind of in the background real wild. We'll get into that in a little lurking. bit. He's lurking. Darren Christianberry. Oh, Philip Vanderpool's right there. Darren Christianberry. Paul Biggs Paul on the Biggs camera. Paul Biggs on the camera filming everything. Paul Biggs on the camera. Really putting the pressure on us. Dude, yeah, we're in the Elite Ritual Reaction video, me and Eric are, so I, check that out. I grabbed my Longhorn. Yeah, dude. we didn't make it somehow, so I'm yeah. going to talk to Paul about that. I know. I'm on my... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm shooting the Longhorn. <laughs> dude, I am nervous as fuck. I'm like, dude, if you're ever going to not dry fire anything or like, you know, have a... This is the time to not do it. 
and I remember I pulled that ritual back. Was I the first one to shoot it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you guys made me. I'm on an hour. Uh, no, this is... Uh, that was the next day. Yeah, this is the next day, dude. I, Which was even again, worse. Again, I'm on an hour of sleep after being on an hour of sleep. I draw this bow back, and dude, I'm telling you what, if you guys think you can't be lack of sleep, you know, no focus, you know, having that pressure on you, dude, I'm like, you cannot screw up in front of Darren. You will look like a jackass, and Paul Biggs is, like, videoing me, so there is no way I can mess this up. I pulled that thing back and I shot that and dude that bow was fucking killer. Here I got to say something too though like people I think that were just uh, I love this term Steve I adopted it from you shining this bow up yeah, like, like shining up too much like over the top and if you've listened to this podcast for any period of time like you've heard us talk about how much we love like the energy series the E32 the synergy the E35 which, the impulse uh, the, the impulse is just after technically right the impulse isn't part of the energy series is it? Mm-mm. Not really. So um, I have an E35 now. I still got to set that baby up. Now that season's over, ATA's over, I can get to that. Um, but it, it's one of those things. My Synergy was one of my favorite bows of all time, and I love my tempo. I do. I love everything about that bow. It's a straight killer. Um, but I always kind of base everything I shoot off of what my Synergy felt like. And <clears throat> the ritual is right up there to what – my synergy was and i had that synergy was fit so perfect to me and just tuned in and just everything about that bow i loved and i regret getting rid of it every fucking day i do i I hate that i got rid of it and i should have never done it like just to have it just to have it on the wall i killed my biggest buck with that bow and it just kind of it was sentimental and i got rid of it because i got pressured from a different project a side project they were doing and anyway i kicked my own ass all the time thinking about selling that bow and uh, I wish I could find out who bought it so I could get it back. But um, <clears throat> this ritual, man, is right in there with that feel, that bow. And, and I know it's going to outperform as far as speed-wise and efficiency-wise. This is – it literally is the most efficient bow right now on the market by quite a bit. And we were talking to the, the, the dealer guy there at the outdoor group at the Elite booth, and I was thinking, like, not really thinking about the physics of it, and I'm like, well, what if you shoot like a heavier arrow? Doesn't it get less efficient? And he's like, well, no, it, get, it would get more efficient. You know, it's putting mm-hmm. more into that arrow. So the heavier hunting arrow you shoot, he's like, you could be in the low 90% efficiency range, which is yeah, crazy. Yeah, I remember. Um, it's insane. Yeah, it was, yeah I, I can't remember. Who and it, it doesn't pull. Like, if you're pulling 60 pounds, it doesn't feel like 60 pounds. No. Yeah, it was the, I, I remember exactly who we were talking to. I cannot think of his name. But anyway, it's just something to think about. You know, like, that's our experience with this bow. Yeah, what'd you think, Doug? I thought it was amazing. Because right now you're shooting a, a Impulse 31, yeah. right? So it felt like butter. It was crazy. And you shoot a bow, man. Dude, you can you can shoot. We had our, our working class bow hunter shoot, and you were top three in the 100-yard shoot-off. Yeah, I didn't know that, but apparently I can shoot. I didn't <laughs> so, know I was that good. You didn't think you'd hold up? No. You, you I were, really didn't. You were shooting with uh, Colton Brunin, one of our buddies that shoots elite. That's, then uh, I found out my rest was off the whole time. Really? I was shooting it. Yeah, I was hitting my bow every time I shot. Ooh. Damn. Shit. Hey. Not plugging myself, but. <laughs> but I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah, plug yourself. I'm tired of that. Anyway, that, that's our elite ritual <laughs> well, no. plug, man. Like, yeah, if that's you guys, the ritual. If you guys don't believe us, if you're like, oh, we're just selling it, go shoot it for yourself. I, I you know, It that, feels great. So, the bow will sell itself. It, will. it really will. I'll tell you what bow I want because I, I had thought about it and I told Darren about it and I'm like, dude, I miss that elite riser i'm like that victory 
Oh yeah, the I energy style like look. Yeah, and I go, I go, dude, this should never go anywhere. And he's like, well, why don't you shoot that echelon, that thirty-seven? Oh, so good. I'm like, all right. And he goes, well, what draw? You know, because when we first asked what draw length that was, I was like, ah, twenty-seven. And they're like, and everybody goes, ah, no way. I go, yeah, I am. No, you said twenty-six. Did I say twenty? Well, I didn't mean to say twenty-six. You said twenty-six, and everyone's looking at each other like, you're twenty-eight, son. Like without even seeing you draw back, like yeah, you're 28. And they told me I'm 28, and I'm shooting a 27 inch draw length, which feels good, and I like it. I pull back that 28, and I just hear Dick because Darren's behind me, and he goes, "Man, look at that! That's a 28 inch." So I you, get that you look good on a 28 inch bow, man. And that's wild. So I get the echelon, and that thing was at like 50 pounds. 28 inches, 50 pounds. I pull that thing back, and I'm sitting there holding it. And I'm holding it. And keep in mind, I am on with that past week. Now this is this is an honest review, and take this for what it is. That past, I couldn't sleep any any day that week, so I'm probably on maybe eight hours of sleep. Oh, I was shaking like a sieve when I pulled that bow. Three out. days. I was a little nervous. We went out because this is the second day, and we got annihilated that night <laughs> well no sleep so, no food we're up late no like, food we're up late drinking i'm i'm just kind of struggling to walk i drew this I'm bow back struggling to walk <laughs> i was i was you shaky, were struggling dude. to walk yeah it was <laughs> I, I saw how much i actually i got uh, uh i got the total of how much we walked uh each day but anyway i draw that bow back and i'm holding it and darren i don't know if he was just screwing with me or what he's like Man, the way you're holding that, you could shoot target. And I let that thing go off, and I'm like, this bow is phenomenal. For, like, you know, for a target bow, the Echelon 37 is killer. Now, I think if I had a 39, I don't know if I would have shot. Hey, if you you got an Echelon, what color would you get? Yeah, what color? (laughs) Tell us. Tell us. We Sunset to... pink, without a doubt. You dog. You know, I get the perp. You would get the perp. Yeah, I miss that teal. But I get that, that gray. I get you get the gray. That gray, that gray, gray is sexy, dude. Did I not tell you that sunset pink when we were looking at it, dude? It changes colors, and it is. I do like that, but I feel like everyone else is gonna have that. That blue though, the pink. You do? Dude, everybody's loving I that pink. So. Huh? Every time, every time in the booth, huh? they're like, huh? look at that pink. Hey, that huh? blue? Look at that pink. No, I'm down for the purple. Cool. Well, the, the, the purple is the purple. Pur- yeah. Like, what else stuck out to you? Like, So Elite was awesome. That was going on. Scott had some new releases out. Those were mm-hmm. fun. Good to play with those. But like, we talked a little bit like in the mini ATA episodes that we did. And you guys will hear this coming up. But we talked about the uh, that uh, the Garmin site. The, the Rangefinder the, site. The the. Um, XERO or whatever it is. I didn't remember how to pronounce it because <clears throat> I don't care. It was the talk of ATA. That was like the that thing. Was the thing. Was. That was the thing of ATA. And let's... I found out how much it was like two days ago. It's like I, a I thousand guess I never, bucks, yeah, isn't it? $999 MSRP. Listen here. You can either get that or an Elite Bow. Which one do you get? Oh, yeah. I, had, I hadn't decided. We talked a little bit about the pod, on the, the podcast, what we thought. Me, personally, I... Uh, Okay, Steve's dipping off. We're going to have to save this convo for... See you, Steve. I'll be back. I was just going to get a pick. All right. Steve's back to you in front of... <laughs> Dude, I was just going to go run out real quick. Okay, real quick. We're talking about the site. Yeah. 
because I want you to hear for this. Steve was going to go take a pee pee. Right, so, <laughs> so this site, this site really raises a lot of questions. I think ethically. Oh right, yeah, and, and but it also like we we talked. We did a podcast with Red Rising. He got up a good point. Brought up a good point where he thinks you know it, it helps with more success in animals and uh, and a more recovery in animals or whatever. I, I can't remember exactly right now, but like, and I kind of you know said you know I sort of seeing the other side of this. Um, me personally, I think it's not a good thing for the archery industry. I think that that is crossing the line with technology with archery equipment. Yep. Um, just how I think a rifle scope shouldn't have like a night vision or like a built-in indicator to tell you where to aim and like yep. you know, it's it's that line to me personally. And if you disagree, I, I respect that, you know. And you probably got your your argument for it, but for me, I see it as. There's got to be a line drawn somewhere, man. Next thing we know, it's just going to be it, hunting will not be hunting, and it'll be killing. Yeah, how often do we talk about talk about this? Where does technology end? No, the thing I'm the two things I think this is going uh, going against this in particular. Um, Pope and it, Young is shitting their fucking pants off. Oh yeah, there's way. no way you're uh, man. What do you do? You're still using archery archery equipment, but. Um, you know, here's here's three things that I, I think that a lot of a lot of shooters will will do. Number one, the battery. If that battery goes out, you don't have a pin. You and good luck having a backup. And which leads into number two, your bow setup, dude. You you don't have to set a bow up, and that's well, you do. Well, you do and you, you don't. You get to tune it, but like sight wise, it's yeah, right, right. It's I mean, essentially, different. you're just going out, and then. Uh, <laughs> And but then, the thing is, it's like there's got to be a line where archery is this somewhat like romantic type of sport. Like, uh-huh. You know, a lot of guys are going to say, well, that's recurve. But, you know, compound archery is a romantic type of field where you have a deep connection with your bow and you've sighted it in and, and you range and you adjust your sight. And range finders are fine. People might argue range finders are one thing, but your range finder is, is detached from your bow. Your bow is its sole piece of equipment. And there shouldn't be on buttons and power buttons and batteries and all this shit. Like sight lights, whatever. Like if you use one, I don't know. It's <laughs> If you need one because your eyes are bad, but if you need one because you're shooting in low light, exactly. you, know, <laughs> you know, you make that call, whatever. But it's like this thing. I think that it should be detached. You know, your your bow should. You should not have to power up something on your bow mm-hmm. in order for it to work. I mean, you know, if if, if I'm going to outshoot Doug because he's a better shot than me, and I want to outshoot him, I want to do it because I practice my ass off. And uh, you need that Garmin, though. You need that Garmin. Yeah, I'm you're, you're definitely. <laughs> gonna dude, I mean, I mean, what's next, dude? I mean, you know, you're starting to see arrow trackers, dude. Who's not to say these two dudes are gonna? Come together and build well, something. Well, let's like, ask, hey, let's, let's, have a let's ask the listeners here. Do you agree, kind of, with where what direction we're going, or do you think it's fine and it's more of an ethical thing to have, or what? What is your opinion on it? Because I, I really want to hear. I don't really know what to think beyond what I've already just said. Like I don't mm-hmm. know where yeah. else to go with it. Well, well, my thought on it is we probably should have talked to the guys more about it because we kind of just went and held it, but. The dot wasn't even centered when I held it. It seemed really glary to me also. Yeah, very glary. And who's to say you're not going to catch a branch? Like yeah. ranging, like trying to ra- – you're shaking on a buck. Yep. Who's to say you're not going to catch a tree or a brush or, you know, something? Well, I mean, yeah. I, I think you going to blame the site on what you paid $1,000 for. I personally don't think that it's worth 1000 bucks. I mean, come on. Get the fuck out of here. Like a range finder, you can get a range finder for 200 bucks. A good one. Yeah. 
I mean, a thousand bucks, you could have a ritual in your hands. I think you buy the best side you can afford for two hundred fifty bucks, and you get a decent rangefinder, and you just keep those forever. That rangefinder really isn't going to shit out for you. You're going to upgrade it because you feel like upgrading. Um, and your side sure as hell doesn't go bad, especially if you had like an HHA with a lifetime warranty or something. You know, you can always it's always there. Nice plug. Me personally, I mean. I mean, that's the boat we have experience using, though. You no, know, yeah, it's the same exactly. thing. Like, if I drop my bow out of the stand and I snap the dovetail off, hopefully that doesn't happen. I mean, yeah, if you drop your bow with this Garmin, who's to say, I mean, it's not going to knock it off. I don't know what the warranty is on That'd be interesting to know. Yeah, I probably should talk to him more. But we stand by her. It's our opinion, man. Like, yeah. It's. It's crazy. But that was the thing. That was the talk of the talk of the town at ATA, man. It, it was. The, uh, the other thing, Steve stepped out of the studio. He is a baby bladder. But the other thing was the the two things that stuck out the most that I can remember, and more should stick out, you know, maybe, but maybe not. There wasn't, like, a bunch of, like, crazy groundbreaking stuff. The other thing that stuck out was the uh, the Primo's blind with the – I don't even remember actually what it was called. It's, like, the one-way – I don't even look it up. It was – what was – It was a badass blind. I, I enjoyed it. It was crazy. It was called Kurt going into, <laughs> going into a blind with other people. While they were in it. <laughs> the guys from the hunting public were in there, and I was like, oh, hey. Didn't he, yeah, you can't even see people in there, but when you get in, you can see everything from like, the outside. Yeah, so the guys from the hunting public, what's up? Yeah, dude, it was, uh, that Primo's blind was wild. I just. I loved it. For I, turkey hunting purposes. Yeah, for turkey hunting. and For deer, it's probably just as good, because, I mean, you couldn't see anybody in there. You know, I, I want to say I, I, I want to get one, but Kurt's mad at me for already having a ground blind out, so. I'm not mad at you for having a ground blind. I just think you're an idiot. <laughs> One of the same. <laughs> the the uh, surround view 360. How much are they trying to get for this? Let me look. Available in store starting in February. One five hundred bucks, dude. I'll tell you what. You sit in that thing. You would be willing to pay five hundred dollars for it. Yeah, that's worth five hundred bucks. The only thing that uh, concerns me is are badass. Anyways, well, I, I wish we would have been able to to talk to. You know some of the Primos guys, but when you put a hot product like that out, everybody's there. Just they were what's busy. what's the t- uh, you know temperature like? What if winds coming through? What the hell's happening? You know, I don't know. I don't really care. I would imagine because I already have a double bowl. I mean, wind doesn't go through there anyways. I would imagine it's the same product. Just you can see, it's obviously meshy. I would. I don't know. I, it's com- more comfortable than sitting and a hang on, so I don't, I don't, I don't feel bad. I don't know. Kurt hanging stands guy. <laughs> Here I am. He ain't moving. Hey, <laughs> you know who screw else? Screw ground blinds. They suck. <laughs> Change is bad. You want to know who had something that Change was really cool? Bad. HHA, the new site setup yes. that they got. That was cool. Finally. Oh man, the the way they set it up. Um, Do you remember what it was called? Oh, I can see the name because I, I saw the oh, picture. Oh, that was funny it. that you brought it up, but you didn't know what it was called. No, I'm I'm, I'm spacing on the name. Uh, da, 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 the just wait a minute. Keep talking about it. I'll bring it up. Anyway, so they've got uh, the setup now. So like on the on the dial wheel, it's like more kind of rigid. Like fits your fingers a little more yeah. instead of like easier just to grab that. and turn. Instead yeah, of just and a it looked awesome. And then when it bottoms out, like that's your twenty. Yeah, like they set that up, and it's like, dude, that shit is huge. Uh, Kurt, I'll have that name for you before you pull it up. The Tetra. The Tetra, that's what it was. Yeah, good job, Steve. No, no, I, You're doing great. I, I yeah, cool it. new stuff from AGJ. Other than that, man, like, you know, Scent Crusher's always putting out good stuff. Um, man, I, nothing else really stuck out. There was a new Realtree pattern, but 
To me, it doesn't Man. really look that much different than the the AP. Scent Crusher was popping. Oh, you want to talk yeah, about easy. booth? It, the outdoor group circle had their shit going on. That was great. <laughs> Dan Drake, Scent Crusher, the man, had a party every day at like <laughs> 2 o'clock at ATA. Dude, and he's throwing out closets, ozone goes, grenade, everything. Dude, when he throwing started out. throwing out bags, like normally they're throwing out like grenades and like here's hats. Dude, he started throwing out duffel bags. I'm like, oh, shit. It was awesome, Shit's man. Shit's getting real. We had a crowd around the booth. Just everyone piled in. It was awesome. I I was pumped, man. Dan knows how to like make people happy. That guy is good spirited all the time. He's just whipping out goodies with the juries. I think Taylor and Mark are up there whipping shit yeah. out with them. Dan's awesome. It was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. So and dude, we got to meet a lot of a lot of cool people. Um, Should we cut into story time? <laughs> We're going there. Story time. <laughs> yeah, just because I was I was thinking about uh, right before uh, the juries were there, who we had on for a podcast. Oh, yeah. No, should we let that simmer? I mean, people kind of know. We posted a picture. Oh, right? we already posted a picture. Go ahead. I'll, yeah. let, I'll let you say because he's all our hero in all one right. way or another. But yeah, keep, keep the details low because we want – I want to – I want the podcast to do itself justice. So don't talk yeah. about what we talked about during the show. No, no, no. Absolutely. So, um, you know, it was a couple weeks ago. Darren Christianberry said, uh, yeah, I could probably get you real wild. And, dude, that guy's my hero. I'm like, <laughs> it has to happen. So we see him walking around. He's just he's he's hanging out at the booth. He's just, just not like you know holding himself high or anything. He's just kind of hanging out. And I felt like I could have gone up and talked to him a couple of times, but I didn't. I was like nervous. I was scared to talk to him. That's why I was pretty starstruck, dude. I was too. And uh, then we uh, we had Larry on, <clears throat> and I I think I even said it on the on the podcast. I was like, hey, Larry, we need to uh, we need to get real wild. And I was like. You know, Darren promised us him, and you don't want to make a liar out of Darren now, do you? And, you know, kind of joking, but he goes, oh, yeah, it can happen. He's like, dude, Rio's cool. All right, so <clears throat> later, uh, the, or the next day, we go over, and we're just kind of hanging out, and Darren, Darren's the man. Absolutely. I love A whole new level of respect dude, for that Every dude. guy at Elite is the man. Yeah, yeah they They're all are. all super nice. But, dude, Darren's just kind of, Darren's having the time of his life, and I was like, I go, hey man, uh, you know who who do you think we can get? I'm like, you know, Rio's kind of standing over there. He goes, hey Rio, come here. Shows up. He's like, you want to do a podcast with these guys? And uh, he, you know, we're introducing ourselves. And I go, hey man, I'm uh, I'm super glad that uh, Darren could break the ice because you're like my hero, and uh, I would like you to do a podcast with us and not hate us afterwards. He goes, oh yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, he's like, he's just like, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah he was like so cool. Well, like, whatever. When you want to yeah. do it, he's like, oh, biggie. Well, what are you guys doing right now? All right, uh, podcasting with you. Apparently, we go over there and we get, dude. He's just super cool. And uh, when Down we go over there, I'm yeah. sad we had to leave, man. When I think back now, oh, all the fun sucks. we had, I'm sad we had to leave. Well, and you know, we got to we got to really catch up with him because obviously, we're, the room we were in, there was business deals that were going to go down, some bigger than others. So sometimes that door had to be closed. Obviously, we knew getting into that. But we get there with Rio, and we're like. Hey, you know, this kind of situation, we explained it to him. He's like, yeah, I, I don't care. I'm cool. And we sat out there. He and didn't shot, care at all. We shot the breeze with him for probably like half hour, 45 minutes, and he was the coolest dude. We get in the podcast. The coolest, man. The dude, coolest. You have to listen to that podcast because there's something that comes up in there that we were like, yo, what? It blows my mind. Dude, I so can't believe it. I told I don't know how many people. I'm like, you believe this guy does this? I like, cannot. The best <laughs> archer in the world does this. 
<laughs> if anyone here listens, his wife won't let him do this, so he does yeah, this. That's any, the only thing we can tell you. If anyone podcasting here works at a car rental place, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> Send us a... Dude, <laughs> I cannot believe that. Yeah, and he told us that, and... Uh, you know that was uh, that was incredibly awesome, and then uh, you know later that night, uh, and we'll get into this more, but uh, got to know him a little bit more uh, at the outdoor group party. You guys are like besties, huh? Dude, apparently, man, I dude, Steve wouldn't leave aside. Uh, I I don't know. I think it was the Best exact opposite. Friends. It was so cool. Real wouldn't leave your side. Yeah, he well, was. He is he's top notch, dude. When you guys hear that podcast, you're gonna be like, dude, Rio is the shit. Like he's a real deal. He's a cool guy, man. Like I, just a badass dude. I think we found out how he gets the name of the Honey Badger too. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Know. I, I don't think we. Uh, well, I should have asked him how he got his, his name. I'm gonna say. I, I'm gonna say because that's why you think he got it is with the way he got it. I don't. Maybe not. I, I, I don't think know. so. He's I wish I I didn't get his number. I'd, I'd text him right now if I could. Hey, why, how'd you get your nickname? No, he's on his way to France right now. Oh yeah, good luck. Luck of the podcast to Rio right now, boys, and, and Darren. Darren, and Darren, but not Tommy Gomez, who we also met. Yeah, Tommy Gomez is not going to France. By the way, I lo- I love Tommy Gomez. I didn't get to talk to him much, but anytime someone has tattoos in the hunting industry, I'm all on board. Kurt eats man. it up. I did. I almost got I almost got you one of those uh, Stephen Real Wild sessions. If uh, things would have worked out, you would have been hanging out with him all night. What's that? Because I was like talking you up at the outdoor group party, but you had to go. Single-handedly with Eric, save the Badlands Film Fest. <laughs> yeah, and that is a, that is a shoot. Yeah, that is not bullshit. Well, I don't know what story you're talking about. Talking me up, I'd like to hear that after this podcast. Oh, absolutely. Well, and I thought I well, thought Steve was drunk, drunk so it's probably nothing good. Yeah. Oh, it was everything good. He's an idiot. <laughs> all right, so we get to after all this podcasting all day. Um, Chase from Rubline Marketing hands me the key to the Rubline Marketing Room. While we're still recording yeah, with TJ Unger and Philip Vanderpool and uh, Brady Miller. <clears throat> yeah, while we're still recording, uh, Chase is a great dude, great friend too, uh, hands me this key. He's like, hey man, don't lose this key. Like, big money from the convention center if we had to get a replacement key. And I'm like, you know, word up. Let's, you know, I got it. So after we record, <clears throat> we go back to the hotel. Drop the key off. I put it in a safe spot because I don't want to go out. I was like, hold on to that key, Kurt, in case we run a chase. No, I'm not doing that. Okay. That was a lie. Um, <laughs> no, so it wasn't. I straight up told you that. <laughs> you might, you may have. But you can't blame me for why I left it. No, I totally get it. Because dude. we were going to the outdoor group party, and you don't know where things end up. And you just, it's, I would rather it be sitting at the hotel room in a pocket in my backpack than out in my pocket. Yeah, you know, you reach in your pocket to pull something out, and it falls on the ground. And you don't know. Boom. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, we were we were gonna go have some fun. Yeah, so we're, I don't blame you. We're trying to get turned, so we went out lit. We Uber from a hotel to the outdoor group party. Uh, we took Lyft, whatever. So we get to the outdoor. Who group. knows how many we tried taking? We eat at the outdoor group party. I maybe drink one or two beers, and I'm kind of hanging out there. And I get a call from Mr. Boss Man Chase, and I'm like, uh, oh, oh, and I'm like, yeah, what's up, man? Kurt, I need you to do something for me, buddy. Get one of your guys, because Chase knows I'm a boss, just like he's a boss. You know what I'm saying? You weren't wearing the white Adidas shell toes. He had some badass that had Adidas rub line in gold on him. So Savage. He goes, get one of your guys, man, if you can. I need, I need you to help me at the rub line or at the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the Badlands Film Festival. They're giving away two expedition bows for the one of the prizes, <laughs> <clears throat> and he's like, uh, hey. I forgot him in the room. I need you guys to grab the get your key and go get those uh those bows. And I'm like, 
man dude i'm at the outdoor group party like, craig morgan hasn't even played yet yeah i'm like dude i'm at the outdoor group party the elite party like i we ubered here i don't have the key on me like i'd have to uber back then uber back to the convention center and then uber from there to the badlands film festival to get these bows there he's like dude just if you can get one of your guys to do it you would you would save the whole night like i'll take care of you I'm like i'm like damn all right i gotta do it whatever you know i was over it pretty quick i was bummed at first but i'm over it pretty fast and i go up to the whole wcb crew and i'm like hey, boys you guys stay here eric you can roll with if you want we got to take care of some business like this needs done it, it was no choice we had to do it which i'm cool with it you know and uh <laughs> so we dip off i'm like hey guys sorry i gotta go my boss called we're on our way out and uh so we Uber back the guy. We pay the Uber driver off to wait for us. Grab the key, get to the convention center, gra- run in, grab the bows, and we're me and Eric are running out of the convention center with these two bows in our hands. And I'm like, "Fuck, Eric, we should probably slow down. Like, someone's gonna see us running with these brand new bows out of the convention center and think that we stole them or something, you know? And then like, then how do we explain it? And uh, he's like, "Oh God, you're right, you're right." So we slow down and kind of like mall walking which did look <laughs> yeah. even more like suspicious so we get in the uber driver's like like doesn't know what the hell is going on i got two bows in my hand in the back seat and he pulls up to the badlands film festival and we like go to run in to try and make it on time it was like a movie and the security's got like those classic like wee 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 oh yeah like see if you got like a pocket knife on you or some shit and we were like we gotta be we gotta get in these are for the show and you know it's some dude who's like thinks his job's amazing. I can't let you in with that. I can't let you in with them bows, man. You got crossbows, it's like Walking Dead. And I'm like, come on, dude, just let me in. Like, why else am I trying to get in? I don't even have arrows on me. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna shoot anybody up. So I call Chase up, and Chase meets. He's like, guys, come on, like get your heads out of your ass. Let them in. So they finally let us in. Then we get in there, and Chase. <laughs> we basically save the night for the prizes, and Chase. Gets us beer and puts us in VIP. So uh, who'd you see up there? So yeah, Chase throws us in VIP at the Badlands Film Festival, and we're up there like on our balcony. It was cool. Like we were sitting with all the Reblon marketing crew, and it was like I knew most people in VIP, which is awesome. And uh, we're sitting there, and I'm sitting there drinking a twelve dollar PBR. Eric didn't know all the beer was free, and he buys a twelve dollar PBR. <laughs> so gimmicks a twelve, yeah. There you go. And he comes Classic. in, and we had never been to the Badlands Film Festival before. Film festival before so we're watching the show i can join it it was a good time man it was cool um and (laughs) we're sitting there and somebody comes up and sits down next to me and look it's chip city and he's like damn dude when did you get here i'm like i don't know a little while kind of told him the story and i'm like perfect chip's one of our really good friends as you guys know i've heard him on the podcast a bunch and we hit that was the night man and then we met up with you boys and kind of went crazy yeah from there. i don't know what was big what was more risky you and eric leaving me to in charge of steve because you know steve's a handful he's like oh, a kid and yeah. he's like a kid, kid in toys r us trying to control him around i almost said stand up at the outdoor group party yeah well good thing he did we made sure that didn't happen yeah but uh steve's like the little kid at the mall that needs a monkey backpack and the tails of the leash yeah dude we uh i lost him probably five minutes after you left i'm like <laughs> shit well i'll tell you what dude, uh, i know clark and paul yeah, no, good. shout out to Paul Biggs, dude. Paul Great Biggs is him. the man. He, me and him were just, uh, just kind of kicking it. I showed him how to do like, he, he was talking about Snapchat. I'm like, oh, you don't follow me, and he's like, well, here, I'll give you my name. I go, Barry, pull your stuff up, and like, so he pulled that up and I took a picture. He goes, whoa, that's wild. 
I got it. Isn't it? <laughs> it's a uh, <clears throat> technology. Yeah, Craig uh, Craig Morgan played, and uh, our buddy Tim Silvio was hanging out. Oh yeah, Craig Morgan killed it. Yeah, he, he did. Doing work. I wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah he, he wouldn't, wouldn't know. You, you you wouldn't know. But what you uh, what you do know is uh, who bought the pizza, Kurt. We're coming back to that. No, we're not going to come back to that. <laughs> it was a, another inside joke. Steve's making that no one in podcast land understands. Yeah, whatever. Some people know, but it was a it was such a fun time. We got to meet a lot of cool people. A lot of people that we talked to. Josh and Kristen McDaniel were awesome. Great, they're awesome. TJ Unger and the beautiful Liz Unger. Brady, fantastic. Brady, man, Brady was there. TJ Unger, man, that guy. Big shout out. Holy shit. He yeah. about made me cry. We podcasted with him, and I've never cried on an episode. And maybe you might count what we did was crying, but I was damn. Dude, one of the coolest, nicest dudes I've ever met. We prayed on that episode, too. That's the first, first time for everything. <laughs> I, uh, the mics Lord knows we need some Jesus in here. I was like, it was really dusty when we podcasted. Oh, for sure. I got dude, so I much dust in my eyes. I think yeah, it was I, don't know. A, I think someone's vacuuming outside. No, it was a serious. It was a serious thing that oh, we kept puffing. Yeah, and they yeah. they put tear juice in there. Did uh, we, was did it count as crying? No, no, we totally didn't cry. We're men. We don't. I cry. would say maybe pretty damn close. <laughs> TJ quoted: "We cried, we laughed, we bush lighted." Yeah, we did. <laughs> that's, that's a perfect thing to say. I guess that yeah. was uh, nice. What was that? Oh, you know who? Else, you know who else we met? That was an absolute riot. Uh. When we went up, uh, we saw the chase. The Kyle spray. from Adrenaline yeah, Junkies. Kyle from Adrenaline oh. Junkies. We met him. We at became the, besties. Dude, that guy is so awesome. He used to be a tenor, too. And we met him at the Scrape Fix uh, booth, which, uh, win, if you didn't know, Win Pros is now Scrape Fix. It's now Scrape Fix. And Dave was awesome, too. Dave is Dave's incredibly the man. awesome. They were there, and we were just cutting up and dude we fell in love with those dudes uh well with kyle and his lovely wife and linda linda i am super excited smoke to show smoke oh, show kyle a smoke kyle, show. kyle listen uh, man a boy kyle we love you you know you were a great time but man your old lady I tip my hat to you, sir. She was absolutely gorgeous. He's, he, dude, he, I tip my hat to you. They were always they, they, I, I may mention it, mean, like they're always holding hands. I go, yeah, I wouldn't let her get too far away because, good <laughs> lord, I was talking gorgeous. to to Chase uh, from Rubline at uh, we were at the Hyatt Bar after after the Badlands <laughs> Film <laughs> Festival, and I'm you know I'm sitting there kind of mixing up with the boys. The Hyatt was the place to be. It was, good, and I'm sitting there talking to Chase and and a couple other guys, and all of a sudden I get side swiped. And I'm like leaned over, and someone's got my face and is kissing me on the cheek, and I cannot get away. Like if he wanted to just take me away, it would have happened because there was no getting out of this. <laughs> take me away. And I, at first, I thought it was Rob, Rob from Rattler Grips, and I'm like, damn, he's stronger than I thought. He gets super strong when he's drunk, and it's funny because he's super drunk. I look up, and it's Kyle. <laughs> Kyle's got me. He's just like, what's up, dude? Like, and I'm like, oh man, scare the hell out of me. And it was uh, now he was awesome. If there will be a podcast with Kyle from a journal. Oh, Junkers, absolutely. Man. They, man, I, it, there, there's certain people that you meet and you just like hit it off right away. We clicked. Uh, the, it was the like we have known him for years, man. And the same thing with like the rub line, the entire rub line crew is I felt like we have known all them guys for years. Like Big Mike. I'll whoop oh, Big yeah. Mike's ass. And guaranteed. And Dan and, uh, Drake from Sun Crusher. Yeah. It's just like. 
it was like you were hunting buddies forever. Immediate family, and I don't know if it's because we're just big enough idiots and like people like us enough. Like I don't know what it is, but maybe they feel bad for us. I don't yeah, know. They feel bad for us. Like these guys are so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> these idiots, so stupid. Hey, for for everybody uh, wondering if uh, Steve trolled um, for uh, for a bunch of chicks. I did not, but there is a pick oh, with me shucks. with a couple chicks. We got one. We, we got one. We got one. We didn't want to. It's not meant to be bad, though. I haven't posted yet. Yeah, it was more of like a spur of the moment funny thing. Like once we got there, I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this, man. Like it's it's gonna bring negativity. And I, I was like, I, it's funny, but I didn't want anyone like to post them and then people hate on it. Right. So like, yeah, we took one. Maybe I'll post it, but I. Uh, that's a fantastic picture. It's a it great is, photo, man. Awesome. It's a great photo. If it never sees the light of day, whatever. It, it but if it does, cool too. We should frame it and hang it in the studio. Yeah, it was it was totally a spur of the moment thing. Everyone was here. It's like Steve, get in there and get a picture. I'm like, ladies, I'm getting a picture. Okay. And that was it. That was it. I mean, you know, we should have done a little bit more trolling. It would have been hilarious, but hey man, you know, we didn't really have time for trolling. Yeah, when you get there and you're like, we're all business. You're like, oh, this is a this is a great idea. I'm going to troll, but then you start running into people like 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 I said, Kyle, or you running into TJ, anybody like that. You just you ain't got time for that non yeah. business, man. Uh, there was a there was a couple other uh, other times I thought, man, I wish I wasn't being Snapchatted right now so I could actually tell it. Yeah, yeah. let's hear it. No, I'm kidding. When we ran, we tried to go up and talk to Scott Bakken. I don't know how many times that, that guy, dude is so pretty. Nobody can talk to him. That guy was all business. Finally, talked to him as we were walking out the door, and that's uh, that's the only time we ever got. That's the only time we ever got really like a lot of good, uh, good time to talk to him. And we saw him at Howl at the Moon, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. As he was walking out too, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, let's see. What uh, the hell at the moon bar? That was an interesting place. Oh, man, we, it's ATA is a good time, man. You know, it's all business, but like a lot of like the major stories have to happen afterwards. But it's just such a good place. I don't know. I can't. I can't really explain it. If you ever get the chance, you got to go. But it's just. And we're sitting here trying to tell you some stories, but then it's like as soon as we're going to turn off, like, oh man, shit, I should have told that one. It just there's so much stuff happens. But it's it's one of the things like the show is amazing. There's so much stuff to see. We played with the techno hunt. That was awesome. Yeah, man, we got to split in forty grand and get one of them. Oh, games. absolutely. Hey, I got. I, I, I will not put in money for that. You know why you don't think that was cool for forty grand? Dude, no. <laughs> yeah, you're right. For forty grand, the technology is pretty fucking shitty. Like, I want to be have a 3D elk walking towards my ass and have to be, like be able to shoot it like quartering two type exactly. of shit. Exactly. Word up, I get that. I respect you for that. But there is this. Uh, I, I got this still one. pretty sweet. I did get a funny story. A lot of things you, guys. you can buy for forty grand better than that. Anyway. So you can buy a full blown outdoor range. Like you can buy an <laughs> indoor range with like all the shit. Well, maybe not for forty grand. Maybe not. You remember the guy that was telling us that about? He's like, "Hey, I just R- set Rogan. one of these up for Rogan." And then we saw it two days later on Rogan's Instagram. Yeah, and the guy, he was like, "Oh, you talked to Rogan?" He goes, "Yeah, I had no idea who the hell that was." He's like, "You guys know <laughs> Joe Rogan?" No, I never heard him. Who no, I don't know who the hell. I had guy? a Rogan shirt on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <You did. laughs> dude, it was, never heard of him, idiot. Yeah, he, he, I don't know, man. It was a it was a fun time. That drive home was. Well, let's uh, do this. That let's drive home wouldn't have been as long because we gained an hour, but we terrible. lost it at the damn like McDonald's. I was, I was dying. Let me uh, let me ask you guys this. And Mark and Eric are not here to justify. Doug, what's your favorite thing about ATA and your least favorite thing about ATA? My favorite thing 
was just meeting all the awesome people. Like Chase, Dan, Big Mike, TJ, Brady, Philip, Clark. You keep going. I mean, I could go for days. Yeah, Kyle. And then the worst thing is that I couldn't drink there at ATA. That was my, <laughs> worst, my, my worst thing. Welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. <laughs> Super sober edition. I'm not an alcoholic, though. I'll say that. I don't need it. I, I don't need quit. it. I just want it. <laughs> I can quit anytime I want. <laughs> I'll quit right now. Maybe. Steve, favorite and worst, favorite and least favorite thing of ATA? Uh, favorite thing was just um, being around uh, being around a lot of like-minded individuals, obviously people who we've looked up to, people we've met, talked to, just being able to make new friends in a very friendly environment. Um, least favorite uh, man, I was gonna say. Is it kind of fucked up to me to ask your least favorite thing about the ATA show? No, because um, I'll tell you what my least favorite thing was. Um, Actually, my least favorite thing is we had to leave. That word, God, word. man. That's... My least favorite thing was the fucking food that was at the food courts. That's the worst like, thing to hate. Figure... ATA. That's not ATA's fault. I know, I know, it's not their fault, but it's like, dude, you're having these vent, and like, I got some, I. I got some pretzels, and, dude, they sucked. I gave one to Eric, and he threw it away. It was a brick. <laughs> it sucked. Okay, so that's your least favorite thing. Which is pretty good. All right, all right. What about you? What was your favorite thing? You didn't ask me how I asked you. It's like a game show. You have to continue the trend. Kurt, what was your favorite and least favorite thing about ATA 2018? My favorite In thing? Indianapolis, In Indiana. Indianapolis, Indiana. At the Indiana Convention, Convention Center. Center. Okay. That the- January 9th through the court. <laughs> The one thing that's sticking out most to me, if we go product-wise, like my favorite thing at ATA, it's a ritual all day long. Like, that's that ritual is kind of floating around in the back of my mind. Like, you can stop thinking about it? Yeah, it's kind of like a really hot chick that smiled and winked at you for some weird-ass reason. Steve, you don't know what that's like, but it's pretty amazing. Like, yeah, I do. <laughs> Talk to your wife all the time. Oh, zing! <laughs> zing! That's a compliment to your wife. Swing! Swing! <laughs> did we save that video? Yeah, uh, you might have. Oh, I think I did. Better I think we better post that. So, um, <laughs> the, that ritual is my favorite thing. The echelon is a close second. But as far as, like, experience-wise, ATA, I'm with Doug, like, the people, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's... You know, with for us an example, we get to talk to so many people throughout the year um, and interview so many people, and to get to like meet up with them and hang out with them and develop a legitimate, like, real friendship is such a, an amazing thing, and it just kind of solidifies in what the hunting. I hate the word industry in this in this instance. The hunting culture community is hunting community. The hunting culture is all about is. It's it's about the hunt, but the camaraderie that you mm-hmm. share with these people is such an amazing thing. Like, just such good people, um, so many good experiences. That that's number one to me. You know, if if I could have those type of experiences every year during hunting camp and never kill anything, it wouldn't even matter, man. Of course, we all want to be successful in our hunts, but that's that's key to me, and it almost grounds you. You know what I mean? Like communication and just experiencing good friendships is is amazing is it's just truly an amazing thing and my least favorite thing that's a really tough one even though like for me it seems like a lot of hustle and bustle like you know 
I feel like it's kind of my program and, and kind of set up the podcast and kind of make sure things are facilitated correctly. It's You I, have more of a job than to be able to experience the experience, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that's a fair that's a fair way to put it. But it's almost like it's a labor of love in a way like this podcast is. And um, like I was talking to somebody today at work. They're like, what do you make on your podcast? And I said, you know, if you broke it down hour to hour to what I put into it, I bet you I'm making <laughs> fucking two cents an hour. I think we've lost money. And yeah, <laughs> Actually, Oh, we're dude, for sure in the negative. We're in the hole in and, this and, But that's fine, though, you know, because I wouldn't trade it for the world, man. Like this growth with you guys is such an amazing thing. And I'm thankful for everything we've done. And like Doug and, and Mark have kind of joined in on the ride and, you know, you guys were kind of the roadies at ATA, so sorry for that. But, like, we appreciate your help. And I don't really have a least favorite yeah, he thing, was, man. He was the limo driver the, the way yeah, to and fro. I don't really have a least favorite thing, man, to be completely honest. I uh, I don't know. I'm just glad nothing went south and, and we utilized all our time there. And I don't know. It was all good. You guys fucking rocked it. Hey, I want to change my answer to my favorite thing. What's that? That I picked the shittiest bar and the food was actually decent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were down. Plus, at, you have a good boss at your podcast. Uh, yeah, exactly. If you ever check out Basie's, if you're ever in, uh, who gave you money for the fucking pizza? <laughs> who paid for the fuck? All right. <laughs> so, if you ever go to this place, we're in India, and you're at Lucas Oil Stadium. Like, it's weird. Like, you see this big stadium, and my whole thing, I was like, because I didn't grow up in a huge city like that. I was like, oh yeah, dude, it's just gonna be like nice places all around. It's like, no, dude, it's just like any other downtown but next to our nice hotel through the parking garage there's this little hole in the wall bar called Basie's and dude the food was dynamite it was good it saved me for the it was night. wild it I couldn't believe me. it saved my life <laughs> alright boys what have we not covered that needs to be covered yet oh hold on I'll think of something this is a different realm podcast you know it's one we didn't touch on the hunting on physically hunting at all hey uh Guess guess what Mark's favorite thing was. Let's, oh, let's all try God, guess. No, no, no. Thing. We got to talk about Mark. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mark, yeah. Mark took. He was like just taking videos and He's stuff. L- he was lurking, dude. Dude, we. I, I think we're gonna start something. I think he Mark's for TMZ, dude. Mark's creepy <laughs> photos. He's taking pictures of like Tiffany while he was holding his phone at like chest level, and where she's like half peeking around a corner. Dude, like Tim Wells getting a pizza. <laughs> yeah, he's just taking pictures, and it was. And he's, like, dude, it was, he's like pointing, looking over. He's like, he's like, man, I got a picture of the Kiefer brothers. Yeah, what were they doing? Oh, well, they're in the urinal. So. Like, so, did you get a picture with him? He's like, no, 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 I wouldn't do that. I dude, saw a stick. Yeah, you, you <laughs> have guys, to see the pictures that Mark took. I'm like, oh my God. It was like he was wearing like a body cam for a police officer. Dude. No, we need to put a compilation of Mark's creepy ATA photos. Exactly. Oh my God, they're hilarious, dude. Hashtag Mark the Creep. The creeper. <laughs> he needs a mustache. <laughs> wow. What does that mean? I said he needs a mustache. Well, the mustache was a hit. Imagine Mark. Dude, Mark. the mustache was the biggest fan. The, the mustache is what made us at ATA this year. Oh, yeah. You better have a bigger mu- You better have a full-blown fucking Fu Manchu next you think ATA. think so? Yes. You can't grow it, can you? Maybe. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Stick you with the mustache. I got, a, I got a year to prep. You need a little soul patch. Dude, you no, have no. peach fuzz on your... Uh, I'm not I, doing salt I'm patch. calling you out about not even have peach fuzz while my voice cracks. <laughs> Dude, you... Yeah, mind a little yeah. time. Don't worry about it. That Fu Manchu better be... You know what I look like when I shave a mustache? You know one of the dudes from the Blink-182 video? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I look like with a Dude, mustache. We should, we should all just go mustaches next No, because I'll look like Farva. Dude, you look... <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Paul, like the, I'll be Paul Blart. <laughs> 
Dude, I could do some sick chops. Like, look here. I'm a, for no one. You can't see this in podcast land. All right, but believe it. Oh, dude. Hey, I'm uh, you in podcast land. Kurt's got sick We're chops doing going it. on. Ham right, chops. What, what were you saying about Mark? I'm sorry. Before I cut you off, I forgot to bring that. Remember up. how uh, what Ralph and Vicky did for him and him and his dad? Oh, that was dude. so awesome. I walked by Ralph and Vicky, uh, Sian Cerullo, and, and RJ. And RJ, yeah. RJ was nice, man. I never they met did, him before. They were just super saying, nice. I, like I walked by, and they're all like kind of outside where we are, and they're all just on their phone texting. And like, I walk by, and I just go, "Huh? Anyone got a phone I can borrow or something?" And they all go, they all perk up. I'm like, I'm just screwing with you. And I think <laughs> they recognize us when we talked to them earlier, and uh, we just kind of started shooting the breeze. And you guys kind of filtered out, and. Uh, you know, we were we were talking a little bit, and uh, he, I think Mark goes, "Hey, can I get a picture for my father?" You know, it was a video, video. No, no, no. He said, "Can well, I get a picture for, a picture for my?" Because oh. his dad loves their show, and they uh, Ralph goes, "Screw it, let's do a video." And one take, I didn't know that one take, dude. They didn't even plan it. All of a sudden, it was like, "Hey, pops, it's dude," and they went into it. And if you never believed. That Ralph and Vicky were absolute superstars. Oh, they are. I literally witnessed that shit happen. I'm like, oh my god! Like, that's the, the thing pro I was telling business. you, man. That's the thing I was telling you. Like, when when we were talking about Ralph and Vicky on video, I bet you it takes them no time to do their like commentary no. for their video because how they like their like cool dynamic of how they bicker. That's how they really are, man. Like, Ralph, the my first year at ATA, full blown was my hero, man. Like, gave me so much good advice and just like. I watched him interact with Vicky, and they were just so cool, like, the way they talk to each other, and it's so funny. Yeah, because... They're the best, and they're, like, an hour from us. Exactly. I wish we could just go there all the time and podcast with them, and maybe one day we will. I don't know, but that's one thing I do want to set up, like, to to go to their place and, like, podcast and, like, experience them, like, in the real, which I think we get the real of them every time we're at that show, Uh but it's... they're, They're something else, man. They have a quality quality like i guess i don't know what product but the product is them my whole thing with like pro wrestlers is i love and you guys know i love pro wrestling i love promos and promos are the thing that sells yeah ralph and dicky are right up your alley then man and they're not fake though yeah when i'm I'm telling you dude when they cut a promo it was literally screw that let's do it and they bolted off there was no script mark didn't say i i I want you to mark just smiled He's like, I don't want you to say anything. Mm -hmm. I think that, like, maybe all they asked was, what's your dad's name? And I think they used it, you know what I mean? But they've either just been doing that for so long or they are just so good. But to see that happen where all of a sudden they were like, yeah, let's do it. As they they were pulling up, you know, I, I think it was you taking it to take the photo and says, let's do a video. And they went into it like that, and it's flawless. Man. It just shows it how genuine a people they are, man. Yeah. Like it just shows. Like I don't know why they're. I mean, they are one of the biggest names in the industry. Like I've I've grow I've grown up watching them in hunting camp when I hunted Fulton County with all those guys. Ralph and Vicky were top of the map, and and they still are, man. That it goes to show why they they have gotten to where they are. And the same thing with like the Bone Collector and the Real Tree Boys, man. It's. You don't get like Chris Brackett's a perfect example. Like a douchebag will fall if you are a douche and you're not genuine. You will sink in this industry, and it's it's good to know that. Yeah, and, and it's good to know that he wasn't there trying to fucking rebuild shit because I would I would have smacked him right in his nuts. We, we still don't know 
Yeah, he might have been. We think he was the Sasquatch guy for Jack Lanks. But we don't know that for sure. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously, Can't it's confirm a, nor deny that could have been. Dude, it's all about being genuine. And I wish know, I but, had the uh, the sci-fi tone. What are you talking about? God damn it! What what sci-fi tone are you talking about? Keep talking, I'll find. All right, it. yeah, find that uh, find that sci-fi tone. But yeah, man, it, we did meet a lot of genuine people. I mean, there was obviously some guys that were like kind of salesy, but you have to be if you're trying to push yeah, your no. product. But I'd say for most part, everybody was super genuine, super nice. Stop. Keep going. Yeah, you go. Uh, you go walk up to to a lot of our uh, like a lot of our. Uh, no, I gotta hear this now. It's coming. <laughs> the X Files theme song. And just Chris Brackett walking in a Sasquatch, trapping, trapping. <laughs> Congratulations, this is the second most hood thing that has happened on the podcast. Actually, third, playing <laughs> hood se- music and playing and putting up to the microphone. Hey, hold on, my little homie want to shout out. Shout the you second out. most hood thing that's ever happened Check on the podcast. Check out my mixtape. Oh, dude. I mean, I mean, what else? Like, that was awesome. That was a good That was a good bring up. Like, the thing is, like, if we got to shine someone up in the industry, this is the time to do it, man. Because oh, it's got to be uh, Ralph and Vicky. Uh, we already talked about uh, Kyle, from, uh, Kyle and Linda from Adrenaline, Adrenaline Junkies. Junkies. Holy shit, dude. I could not believe that. Oh, oh yeah, you got it. Uh, where's my snare? <laughs> I don't know why this got brought up. Chris Brackett. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bigfoot. Chris Brackett in the Bigfoot uniform. Could this be him? Could Chris just, Brackett I, be at the ATA show? All I'm and the saying. Bigfoot. Let this sink in. Because we have suspicion that Chris Brackett was in the Jack Link's Bigfoot costume. All I'm saying is look into it. Look into it. Dude, he was the building seven of... <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Hey, uh, here's something that... Uh, Can I just play this in the I background learned. while you talk? Yeah. No. Yeah. Here's something that uh, I learned because uh, we were trying to see who had the best mullets. And there was absolutely one great mullet. And I that was the one thing I brought up with Rio. I was like, hey, dude, check out this guy's Kentucky waterfall over here. The El Camino headrest. He thought that was the funniest thing. And when you called it an El Camino headrest, I thought that was the funniest damn thing I'd ever heard in my life. It is classic. The El Camino headrest is the one <laughs> thing I'll remember from ATA 2018. <laughs> That's the one thing you remember? The El Camino headrest. Uh, what's... Um, Oh, you know what? You know what? I do remember. Uh, we ran into some other local. We ran a lot of local guys. Um, but there was you guys had a funny story. We went up to the Lone Wolf, uh, Lone Wolf stand, and we ran into Frank. Was his name? And he was the guy Frank. who was like he he was coming to like a show, and his truck broke down. He's coming. To no, shoot he's coming down to you. Shooting down to you. Oh, he's shooting down. Yeah, shooting down to you. His, his truck broke down. And we we're just telling him where we're from, and dude, he was super cool. Uh, you know, Lone Wolf's what Chill, Peoria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit south of there, but, you know, it's just, I mean, it's weird. You know, you're in Indianapolis, but, like, when people ask you where you're from, you say, ah, Quad Cities, and they're like, what? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And he started explaining, because everybody's from, like, everywhere. You know, there's, like, guys from down yeah. south. Well, let's uh, talk about this, man. Like, we met a lot of cool people that actually recognized us, which, to me, is freaking mind-blowing. Like That's that wild. That is just crazy. It's weird, isn't it? 
it's so weird because we're a podcast. We're not like a video thing, and, and that's awesome that people would know like or see our logo and know. And super thankful for that. I I, I just feel it feels weird, but it's it's really awesome. But I don't know, man. I think you know hunting season's over. ATA is over. We got a lot of things coming for you guys. We're we're doing our best to make this podcast all it can be. If there's something you have a recommendation for, let us know, please. If there's somebody that you want to hear on the podcast, just let us know. Tag tag them in, in something that we have posted and or message us, do anything, and uh, we'll do our best to respond or try and get them on the show. Um, you know, We try to get as many people on the show as possible, um, especially after ATA. We have a lot of scheduling to do coming up, especially with trying to get these ATA episodes released. So we're going to be booked up, but... If you yeah. have someone that you would like to hear on the podcast, tag them and or and tell them to contact us or you contact us and it, it's it's easier if they contact us for scheduling purposes. Um, but no, man, we're gonna hustle out 2018. We did 80 hours of podcasting last year, downloadable content, 66 episodes. We're gonna surpass that this year. We and started out with a pretty good. We amount. started out strong. And by the way, next week the. 20 it'd be technically the 2018 it's always in the past year so it'd be the voting for the 2017 yes. podcast awards will be up where you could vote on your favorite episode and i think there's four or five categories this year i'll have that released hopefully by monday i'm not sure what the day is monday um but next week the voting should be up on workingclassbowhunter.com you go there you just select your favorite episode per category vote and there'll be a award voted to them and that's something we're kind of doing for fun to uh, promote our podcast promote interaction with the people that have been guests on our podcast and interaction with our listeners yeah I I did want to bring up before we went into that I did meet our biggest fan Tony Casella what's up Tony I, I even gave you the head nod on the podcast no one saw it though but I, I don't know if he's our biggest fan he said he was I think he told me I, th- I think I autographed his arm what what? No, I don't think that happened. Where was I? I don't think that you happened. You were watching me. You were holding his arm while I autographed it. I don't think that happened either. It didn't happen. Just kidding. That was a made-up thing? That was made up. Might have been. Okay. I, oh. I, I, I was just trying to add content because we've got 80 hours we got to kill. Do you even need to add content? Um, no, I, I don't need I to, but we need minutes. Like, All right, did this we, not just burn we, like 15 seconds? Should we Those just hand her at 15 that? 15 more seconds that we need. Should we just end her with that? I think hey. so. Is this her new outro music? No. It should be. By the way, from this episode on, guys, listen for episode conspiracy theories with N. If you do and you call them out, there'll be free gear for you, but you got to find them. They'll be hidden tight. We're not going to call them out. If you find them, you'll get some free working class bow hunter gear or gear from our sponsors if we can pull it off. Wu-Tang. They will be very hard to find. Because we're not trying to give out shit for free. No. Not but, trying but to. But if you find them, you know, we bit, will. What kind of business we running here? That's right. I think we should close it out right now. Thanks, Chase, again, from Online Marketing. Steve, you got anything? He's the man. Nope. Thank you to everyone that listens to this podcast. We love the hell out of you. Season's over. It's time to get ready for next year. Shed hunting season, baby. What's that? Shed hunting season, baby. Oh, that's right. Go shoot your bow. We love you.
Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV.